welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Hi, my name is Lawrence. I'm a grateful recovering sexaholic from the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, sobriety date is April 4, 87. Um, this room is certainly a lot bigger. <laughs> I don't get it. We had the shortest moment of silence. I think we ever. <laughs> it's supposed to be a minute, but anyway, just trying to get my thoughts together and uh, feel connected here. Uh, just surrender my uh, desire to say the right thing and be a hit and uh, um, and just connect with you all. I'm glad to be in Chicago. This is my third conference here. Uh, and I've had a lot of good experiences in Chicago, and I think you've got a great fellowship here. Um, honesty, recovery from self-deception. Um, I uh, don't like preparing notes. My sponsor is here, and he hates <laughs> if uh, people use notes. And um, Anyway, I don't normally use notes, but I just wrote down a few thoughts I had on this topic. It's... Uh, um, I think the main tool I use against self-deception is putting stuff on paper <laughs> and uh, that's just half of it the rest then is to share it with somebody else um, so I'll just share a bit on how I've made some uh, progress over self-deception by putting stuff on paper and by sharing it with other people um, I'm a sexaholic. Uh, my drugs are, um, you know, masturbation, porn, affairs, and the possibility of affairs, basically, and other stuff. Um, I think, uh, you know, honesty, um, I need other people to help me get honest. Honesty gets us sober, we say, and tolerance keeps us sober. Uh, and uh, the first kind of breakthrough I had in honesty was writing a letter to a therapist, trying to dis describe how screwed up I was. <laughs> and um, I think that was the first time I kind of looked into myself and said, well, you know, why am I like this? And I've got my health, I've got my faculties, I grew up in a reasonable family, and got a good education, got a good start in life, you know, why can't I, or, you know, why am I drinking the way I am? I was really, I got into a lot of trouble with drinking. Uh, that's what got me to my bottom and got me into this program. And uh, anyway, that was a first step. And then I got into residential treatment and uh, we did family histories. And that was more writing. That's not the same as a fourth step. Uh, I did a fourth step then when I came out and I got into my AA group and I said, well, I did all this stuff already and I, said, nah, nah, I do a fourth step as well. You know. And uh, I did it from the AA Big Book and the AA Big Book, I think, is all about 
resentments you know why why I am the way I am you know, why my thinking is the way it is it's kind of interesting how 20 years later when Bill wrote the 12 and 12 it was all about sex <laughs> you know does that say something about Bill's progression anyway it certainly did mine um, it took me a while you know sobriety and AA to even look at my sex conduct um, but you know Bill uh, in the 12 and 12 he says you know in what instances did my selfish pursuit of sex damage other people and me and uh, in the in the big book it was all about um, uh, resentments you know I'm resentful at so on so on and that this was the progression I needed to uh, uh, get as honest as I could be with myself or to do it that way um, <coughs> and I did a, a fifth step in AA and that by doing that getting honest with another person um, I got pointed in the direction of essay because my AA fifth step was all about my sex exploits stuff I couldn't share in AA meetings and uh, my sponsor said you know the person I share I did this with this is uh, did you ever hear of this new group out? He said, and I said, oh yeah, uh, adult children of alcoholics. You know, I go to that. He said, no, no, this is another one. <laughs> and um, anyway, to make a long story short, about six weeks later, I was at my first essay meeting, and I said, oh, so this is what he was talking about. You know. So my fifth step in AA was my my first step in essay, and. Um, and I did a fourth step in essay as well, and um, a fifth step in essay. Uh, and uh, you know, it's a it's a program of action. Um, I uh, I was looking at the white book this morning, and I just opened it up on <coughs> page 97, making the wrongs right, steps four through ten. <coughs> And the thought I had was, you know, I can't make progress in self-deception, or I can't work the amend steps without making progress in self-deception. If I go, <laughs> if I go uh, to another person and make amends for for the past, you know, that's that's uh, you know, any any one-on-one, -on -one, anything dealing with another person, interaction with another person is uh, a big step in, in honesty. <laughs> and looking inward um, so you know I made I uh, I did make amends um, I'd never made amends that I didn't run by another by this my sponsor or somebody um, to you know uh, to find out the exact nature of what I was making amends for and um, uh, I do work a step 10 daily I write a daily inventory and uh, that's really a great help especially in the workplace um, I need to put it down on paper I need to and share it with another because I, I just don't trust my thinking I come from a family of paranoid thinkers my father was <laughs> very paranoid and uh, you know thinking people were out to get us and uh, people trying to put one over and you know I 
take stuff personally that I shouldn't and uh, anyway writing really helps on that um, and meetings uh, going to meetings and uh, checking in in the morning uh, with other sexaholics um, that's really um, the you know my program of uh, of how I work it. Uh, so for now, I'll shut up and turn it over to Fern. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Farley, grateful recovering sexaholic. Hi, Farley. Um, honesty, recovery from self deception. Um, I. Getting honest with myself is the hardest thing to do in this program. Uh, finding that um, I, I was cash register honest uh, was pretty easy thing to increase my level of honesty there. I was doing everything right for everybody else. My dishonesty was with myself and what I was doing or not doing for myself. It's very easy for me to uh, be a caretaker and, and try and take care of everybody else in the world. Uh, I can fix anybody else's problems and it relieves me from looking at my own. If I'm busy with your problems, I don't have to deal with myself and that was my great escape. Um, I also found that I am very intuitive and um, I can uh, see through walls at times and absolutely understand the basis for everybody's problems. And so I went about curing everybody and ran into problem after problem after problem in my own life and uh, found that this great ability I have to think through everybody else's problems was really my biggest failing. I ended up in, in what's been termed a paralysis of analysis where I spend so much time in my head trying to get these things figured out that uh, I come out with such great pronouncements that nobody really thinks are great. <laughs> and and it causes me for a little more self-reflection, which puts me back in my head, which is the worst place to be. I was in this other meeting, this guy had this great line. He says, when you're stuck in your head, you're behind enemy lines. <laughs> so that's a, that's a great line. Um, I, I find for myself now that uh, the best way to get out of my head is to be of service to other people, to uh, not try and solve your problems, but just do for the program and do for the fellowship what I can. And I've, um, I've got myself involved as an alternate delegate. I've, I've now become a delegate for the Northwest region. and. Uh, and I go about trying to do God's work. Well, every time I get into a new situation, of course, I know what's best. Right? So I want to go in there and, and state my case. And time and again, I'm, I'm humbled. And that's the great thing that this program is doing for me. It's humbling me daily. It's humbling me every time I step up and I say, this is the way it's got to be. It's not the way it's got to be. God shows me another way. So I have to get more and more honest about why am I here? You know, why... Why am I in this fellowship, and what is 
what is it I need to be here for? Sure, I'm a lost addict, you know, and I, I've put it down for a number of years. It still creeps in around the edges. I found um, a number of different techniques to deal with it. But the real, the real basis for this is, is I, have a, I have an ability to convince myself that I know what I need to do. And I, I'm sitting in front of you today saying I really don't have a clue. I, I know there's a number of things I have to do to stay sober today, but what is the right thing for me? I don't have a clue. And, and I can be so full of, 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 of self-deception that when I first looked at this and I was plugged in for chairing meetings, hey, I've been plugged in to chair three meetings. Oh, I must be great, right? That's why they pick me. No, they pick me because I need to be of service. And, and this is the only place that I can really... Uh, uh, get some help is that um, I'm, I'm here to serve others and I, d I don't want to take up too much time there's a lot of people here there's uh, uh, a lot of good sobriety in Chicago there's a lot of good sobriety at this convention I've heard so much already that um, I'm, I'm not going to take up a lot more time I'm, I'm going to turn this over to you to talk about how honesty and recovery is is working in your life um, I'll just just say one thing about this is that um, the the way for me to get the most honest was to absolutely um, lead with my top plate <clears throat> lead with my weakness lead with where I need to get current about me today and I, I, I came to Chicago here and I did a fifth step last night uh, it, it seems to be, you know, when I come to conventions, I, I have a long-distance sponsor, and uh, he demands we deal with some stuff face-to-face, -face and I don't know why we just don't have coffee or, you know, a meal or something together, but no, that's, uh, that's, that's the deal with that crap that I keep talking to him about. So it was, it was very humbling. The great Farley is not the general manager of the universe again. I, I've been fired once again. So with that, I'm going to open this up for anybody else in this room to uh, to get honest. And I'll, I'll I'll simply ask that as we try and move things along, that the next person that's that's going to share, kind of come and stand behind this chair. Person is going to share in the chair. The next person behind the chair, so we can speed this up. So we're going to limit this to uh, people who have who've been sober for 30 days or more at first, and uh, and and then we'll open it up to uh, anybody else after that. Was there a question from the back? It's good. Um, can we have the first person, please. Timer will ring after one minute. Oh, and the timer will ring after one minute. These two gentlemen over here. If you get this sign. Or you get a couple beeps, your time is coming to an end. Hi, I'm Bob. I'm a sexaholic. <laughs> the honesty thing is so important for me um, because I'm convinced that without it, everything I do in the program is just useless. Uh, I have a pretty sordid past. And I could be completely honest with every one of you guys about what I've done in the past. No problem. I could tell you the darkest things I've ever done. I could tell you some of the things I 
wished I had known or planned for the future in a sense. But right now, what I'm dealing with today, when I go to my meetings at home or when I talk to my sponsor, that thing that tugs at me right now, the struggle, boy, that's hard to deal with. That's how, That's where I have a real problem with honesty is in the here and now. Saying to my sponsor, wow, I was looking at stuff on TV I shouldn't be looking at. Why is that so hard? For heaven's sakes, all the things I've done in the past, and yet right now what I'm doing today is somehow, oh boy, I can handle that. So uh, that's my struggle, and it's a red flag for me about being honest. It's it's today I have to be honest. Thanks. Thank you. My name is John. I'm from Fredericksburg, Virginia. I'll have a year on Tuesday if uh, if God helps me get there. You know, I thank you all for the shares. Lawrence mentioned uh, resentment. And for me, resentment was uh, the most active part of my addiction in terms of being able to lie to myself and justify the horrible things I was doing to my wife and my family. Um, But it was was all good because I had reason to do it. I, I had resentments that I had nurtured from day one of my marriage. Uh, and allowed them to grow into something really, really healthy and strong to support my rationale for doing what I was doing. This morning I had what I would like to call the muffin epiphany. Um, as I gain sobriety, I can actually see those resentments, which I couldn't see before. Uh, this morning I was eating a muffin from Starbucks. Thank you, Starbucks. Um, and I could taste the oil in it. My wife, whenever she bakes, she bakes with applesauce instead of oil. And and now I can taste the oil in my recovery. When it's bad, I know it's bad. And I'm grateful for that. Thanks for letting me share. Bruce from Wisconsin. Self-deception is about lying to myself. In my head, I, uh, I often utter the foremost dangerous words a sexaholic can ever utter. I can handle it. And that is always a lie. Um, most recently, I, I've had a, had an experience where I had a relationship with a, a woman in a volunteer situation where there was no lust, and she asked me out. And um, and my immediate response was, I can it. then I talked to my sponsor. <laughs> And a bunch of other guys, and they assured me that I can't handle it. So, no, I did not accept the invitation. My name is Ted. I'm a sexaholic. Uh, in our home group in Metuchen, um, New Jersey, we start off by each person introducing himself and saying what their MOs are. I start off, my MO is I am a pathological liar. That is my addiction. Everything else is second phase to that. I am a pathological liar. Page 58. Page 58 of the. There must. I don't know. The guys are shaking their head. There must be other guys in here like that. I, don't know. Uh, I thought I was the only one. Uh, on page 58 of the blue book, where um, Bill W. starts this whole thing, what we're supposed to do, he only speaks about one thing: being rigorously honest with myself, and that's my challenge every single day. I, I struggle with it. It's not easy. I've been in the program for a while. I have, but being honest with myself first and foremost, 
is the most difficult challenge I face every single day. If I'm honest with myself about why I'm looking at somebody, why I'm talking to somebody, why I'm standing next to somebody, why I'm, why I'm doing anything, then I have a chance to be sober and live the real life that I choose to live. Thanks. Hi, my name is Doug. I'm a sexaholic. And uh, I was really drawn to the topic because honesty is the... The thing I've struggled with in my entire life, it seems, um, from about age 10, I think I started using. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to hear the things I'm hearing today. I, I realized as standing all the way in the back uh, that honesty was the beginning of my recovery, uh, my sobriety. I have a chronic slipper for 15 years. And uh, my oldest son and I went to an NA meeting. He's a active heroin addict. Um, in 05 and uh, he didn't know about my addiction he knew I was an AA and uh, some guy was getting a 10 year chip up there and he nudged me and he's like that's you dad you know because I had some years in uh, AA and it just it was killing me because I was less than 24 I mean I was not sober I hadn't been to a meeting in a year in SA so I took him back to my apartment and we talked for about three hours I told him what I was and uh, where I was, and that was uh, Thanksgiving Day 05. Um, I went to a meeting the next day, and uh, I realized that I can look at that. That honest moment was the beginning for me. And uh, honesty, I mean, for me it started there, and a lot of things happened since then, but I realized that uh, that was a real turning point. I honestly couldn't do it anymore. So, thanks. Levi, sexaholic, in sobriety for about a year and seven months. Um, I couldn't use that big word, but I said I was a professional liar. Uh, because um, my I was sexual abuse came to my memory when I was five years old by my babysitter. And I've been lying ever since. And uh, so I don't even have to think about lying. I just lie when I open my mouth. And it's, uh, it's, it's a problem that I have is thinking about not lying when I talk, to keep straight, because for 60 years I've been a liar and um, that I can remember. So uh, to be honest is, is a daily fight for me. Uh, after all these years, trying to stay straight, trying to keep it clear, and even I'm a liar when I don't open my mouth. I'm uh, just not not even talking. I'm lying because I'm not talking uh, about something I should be talking about. <laughs> so I'm grateful for this meeting and grateful for this uh, this recovery and uh, and essay. Thank you. My name is Brett R. I'm a grateful SA from Peoria, sober since, but not well since March 08. Um, um, I, I guess I, I feel like I don't struggle with overt dishonesty with my feelings because I'm just basically ignorant of that. I medicated them for so long, I don't even know what they are. What I'm dishonest about is my need for other people in the program and I guess I really um, resonated with the comments that were made about wanting to fix people and point the direction and misdirect and you know uh, focus on other stuff 
And so for me, the, the self-deception is really that I've, I've got my stuff together uh, or just being in tune with that. And I really need the mirrors of the people in the program and program literature to, to point that out to me. Thanks. Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm a sex addict. Hey, Craig. Um, honesty. It's... Uh, been very difficult for me. What got me up here at the moment is that fact that uh, I'm honest with people when I'm interacting with them, but when I'm isolating, I'm not talking. If I'm not talking, uh, I'm lying. If I'm not giving out that information, I'm lying by abstention, and I do that a lot. And uh, that was a recognition from the previous session I was in that I wait for a cue to give an answer. I don't give information freely. And then, uh, recently divorced, uh, I'm living by myself now, and I'm not, not communicating. I'm not being open and honest at this point. And that's not really very willing. I just need to put that out there. Thank you. Bob, Greg Flea, recovering sexaholic from Toledo, um, July 2nd, 2008. Honesty has always been something I've struggled with. Um, Even after two years of recovery and sobriety, the justifications and the rationalizations um, in my mind try and deceive myself. Um, Most honest thing I ever told my wife was, (laughs) I'm a liar and I'm a real good one. Um, But the program helps me to start seeing my own deception to myself and in seeing my own deception I've become more and more uncomfortable with it and then it's up to me to act upon that and gather the strength through my higher power to come clean and be honest with my wife and those around me thank you My name is Joe, and I'm a sexaholic. Um, I've been in the program for six years, but I still struggle. And uh, honesty, recovery from self-deception is what I struggle with the most. Um, In my time in the program, I've learned a lot of of very useful tools. And uh, I do use them from day to day, um, but I deceive myself. I've, I've somehow managed to, to manicure my life and the responsibilities in my life, whether it's at home or at work or what have you, to enable me to, to continue lusting um, on my own free time um, whenever those opportunities appear. Um, and I have to be honest. You know, I, I haven't been using the acronym HOW, Honesty, Openness, and Willingness. Um, I only use it to get by to the next episode. And uh, for me, to be honest, I have to admit that I'm sitting on about 12 hours of sobriety right now. And, uh, you know, I had to come here, act out, and uh, 
you know, get honest with that. Because if I can't be honest here, um, there is no hope for me. So I have to thank the people in the crowd and, and the people I've been talking to that uh, have given me hope to uh, to put a stake in the ground. Does that mean I'll be uh, sober tomorrow? Absolutely not. But uh, you know, I can be sober for right now. Thank you. Hi, Ken Sexaholic from New Jersey. I am also a reconstructionist. I can take just about any event that's happened to me and reconstruct it in my head in my own way. And uh, I know that my best thinking has brought me here. So uh, in a sense, I have to do the negative. And if I don't want to do it, I probably have to do it. The phone calls and the writing down has helped me keep myself honest, uh, or more honest, I should say. After about a year in the program, I had an event uh, in one of my works, uh, working uh, transactions, and uh, one of my clients suggested that I had um, uh, been dishonest with him, and this you know, really hurt my pride. I talked with my sponsor at that time, and he um, asked me to reach in my pocket and took out my coin, to thine own, to thine own self be true, and uh, made me think about how much I do reconstruct things, and I have to look at my part in that. And uh, it was my first time I, I went back to, to this person who I'd worked with some time, and I made an amends to him uh, because of the possibility, because right now I can't trust myself, to be honest, and I have to understand that, that that's where I'm at. And if I'm painstaking about this phase of my development, hopefully I'll be able to improve. Thank you. My name is Nick. I'm a recovering sexaholic from Milwaukee. And um, I just want to speak about what has helped me as far as rigorous honesty. It, um, I believe what has helped me has really been the pain of my first step. Um, uh, when God, in his grace, picked me up out of that, um, it provided me the opportunity to not only want, not only be obedient because I had to, but now be obedient because I want to. I want to honor my God with my recovery right now, and just to uh, and just to uh, surrender um, some things. Uh, there's a relationship, um, not a dating relationship, but a relationship that I'm involved in with a with a female in Milwaukee, and um, I made an amends to her, and uh, just need to surrender any fear surrounding what she may think of me or her other friends may think of me, and um, struggling just a little bit with some of the SNON members here at the convention. So, need to give that away too. Thanks. My name's Cliff, and I'm addicted to lust. I'm terrified right now, so um, I'm facing my my fears. I uh, honesty has been the hardest part for me. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a death blow to my marriage. My wife uh, is leaving me. Uh, because of the dishonesty and um, I've begged my higher power to reveal to me why do I why do I struggle with honesty and uh, I in that moment he really spoke to my heart that I have this fear of rejection an intense fear of rejection and I learned growing up that uh, peace is better than truth and uh, I've maintained uh, peaceful unreality in my relationship with my wife because um, because I'd rather have peace and I'd rather her like me and not reject me and that's kept intimacy out of our relationship and uh, my higher power revealed to me that 
his acceptance can heal that rejection. And I, actually, my phone just went off. I have reminders that go off every few hours in my phone where I have to remind myself I am accepted by him and he will never reject me. And his is the only acceptance that I need. And if I swallow that, I know that I won't fear rejection from any human or any woman and that I, uh, I don't have to lie because I don't have to fear rejection. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Alan. I'm a sexaholic from New York. I really didn't want to get up here. I uh, shared at the last meeting, and I said, all right, just do something you don't want to do. So uh, when I first came in the program, being honest about my uh, thoughts and my behaviors were really tough, and they've been getting easier uh, as time. But my rigorous honesty that I have difficulty with is... Um, my honesty always goes to the negative part of me. Um, oh, I looked at this woman. Oh, I'm no good. I'm a sexaholic. I'm worthless. And to have the honesty that I'm okay and I'm deserving to be sober today and I'm deserving to be loved today and I have some good qualities today. If you ask me to talk about my good qualities, I would have a real hard time being honest. And I do have some good qualities. and. I just have a hard time being honest with that. That's also honesty. You know, it says to their own self be true, not to their own self be negative. And um, I really struggle with that. And I have to come and just say that, you know, I'm a kind person, I'm a good guy. You know, I'm not the worst guy that I know. And, but I believe that every day when I get up, I'm no good and everybody thinks I'm no good. And then, of course, I go to the other side. No, everybody thinks that I'm great, I'm the best, but in my head, I'm the worst. And that's also not honest. It's not true. I'm not the best. I don't believe that. I'm not the worst. That I started to believe. You know, I'm just okay. So I just want to say thanks. Thank you. I'm Jan. I'm a recovering sexaholic from Germany. Hey. Honesty is uh, the most... The uh, hardest thing for me, I often lied about my sobriety date in front of uh, SA friends and that's what's me pushing into loneliness um, and I, yeah, I have to be honest to get, uh, get sobriety, so uh, if I'm not honest I, I don't pick the uh, phone for a call um, because I think, okay, I'm uh, if I'm not honest, I don't get the chance for sobriety. And uh, that's the reason why I absolutely have to be honest. And I'm so alight so much. Uh, um, I'm here. Yeah, I'm last week I dated uh, a female colleague um, for a soccer match and watched the soccer match together with her and not with um, my girlfriend I'm engaged to and that's what and I didn't tell this anyone before so it's hard to me to coming out with this but I did and thank you Hi my name's Jim from the Arlington Heights Chicago area great for recovering sexaholic um yeah, I, I, uh, honesty has always been a huge issue for me. And, and uh, my counselor said, you know, not only do you need to be honest with yourself, but you need to be honest with your wife. 
Um, I looked at him like he was nuts. Um, you know, he said, "All right, I want you to check in every night with your wife about your feelings and and about your day and your and honesty and your thoughts." And I literally, I shook my head and couldn't believe he wanted me to do this. But I need to surrender, right? I need to accept and surrender. So, you know, I did, and it and it's really helped me out a lot. Um, I've been doing it about six months now, and. Uh, you know, it's been great for me. Um, you know, it's a lot harder to be honest with her than anybody else. And, uh, you know, I feel if I can do it, it works really well. And, um, you know, I still struggle. And, uh, you know, but my I, really what I learned tonight is self-deception because I, I'm really, um, really good at destroying myself and not being honest with that. Um, and listening to you guys talk tonight has been really good for me. Um, because I, you know, I struggle with that self-deception, and um, you know that's where I'm sitting with tonight. So thanks. Thank you. Just uh, want to mention this time that anybody with less than 30 days can also get up here and share. Perfect, because I only got four. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I came up here to share because lust doesn't want me to share with you that I've been Hi, in Mike. this. Hi, Mike, Hi, sexaholic. Hi, Thank you. <laughs> Um, I've been in this program since March of uh, 07, and I only, quote-unquote, have four days sobriety today. But you know what? I don't really feel the shame that I used to feel around that, because I'm in a room full of sexaholics, and you guys must understand that I'm powerless over this thing. So I can tell you this and not get judged. So it was important for me to get up and say that, because that's the very thing I didn't want to say. I just want to kind of walk around this convention and let everybody think that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm great and i got lots of sobriety. I don't. So, thank you. I'm Jeff Sexaholic, uh, Arlington Heights Group. Um, I have a couple things to share. One thing, one of the benefits of this program that I uh, value is uh, I used to be two people, and I was a very dishonest, and I lied. And the first time in my life I ever felt like one person was in this program, and that's one of the benefits I cherish. And honesty... I have to be honest to stay and you know, when I start self deception, start lying to myself, start lying about things, I start splitting. I feel that split and I hate it. And so it brings me back. The other thing I want to share is sadness I have over my daughter. I can relate to a share earlier about uh and I have it too, the fear. You know, I lie out of fear and she's doing that. She's um and it's it's uh I can see her spiraling downward and it's uh, very saddening and I think I'd pass that on in some way. The last thing is, um, I listened to the, you know, I heard this thing on the news about two-year-olds. There's only like about 10%, I think, of two-year-olds who have the capacity to lie. And they, they indicate, they found that those two-year-olds who can lie are, in, it's indication of intelligence. They're the more intelligent. So I'm not sure, but I may be in the room of genius here. I don't know. <laughs> My name is Charlie G, and I'm a grateful recovery sexaholic. Hey, Charlie. My middle name used to be Deception. Uh, not anymore. Uh, this program has taught me that this is a weak program. Uh, I used to think that I, uh, because I was in the program a long time, I didn't need a sponsor. And uh, I come to realize that this is a weak program. If I want to... Uh, work this program the way my higher power wants me to, I need a sponsor. And uh, to think that I can be in this program without a sponsor is my ego. 
my ego and my deception mixing in there. So I have to learn that uh, all you people out there are all part of, of my recovery. And so thank you very much. I'm Mike. I'm a sex addict from Baltimore. Dishonesty uh, is a very, very difficult habit to break. And personally, I went to three treatment centers, spent 19 weeks in treatment, came out, uh, did 90 and 90, did group therapy, did individual therapy, and at the same time, I was having three consecutive and overlapping affairs with women. And I gave my first step in active addiction. And finally, I got caught, and one very important man said to me, Michael, relapse is part of recovery, not a requirement. But, <laughs> but it is part of recovery, and all I ask of you is to be honest. We're going to love you whether you're in addiction, out of addiction, as long as you're honest. And in June of '09, I became honest and have been honest. And I think I mentioned in another meeting that I missed a year by three weeks because three weeks ago I acted out. But within hours of acting out, I revealed it to my group. And to me, that was a big difference. Thank you. I'm Barry. I'm a grateful recovering sex addict from San Antonio, Texas. I entered into a recovery program on July the 2nd of 2002 and remained sober for six years. And then I got into this I can handle it trick. And I, he stabbed me to the heart when he said it because I, uh, I thought I could handle it, left this, left the fellowship, and... Uh, didn't work. So on April the 2nd of 2009, I re began my sobriety again. And it, it's uh, wonderful that I'm brutally honest with my wife now. Thank you. Hi, everyone. I'm Andrew S. I'm a sexaholic. And I wish I could say I'm grateful to be here, but I'm not really right now. Um, and uh, sober since June 14th. And... Um, I uh, had a sobriety date that was a quite a bit longer than that until recently when I got honest with myself, my group, my daily check-in partner, and everybody else, and uh, and admitted that I'd been looking at stuff, looking at porn on the internet, not touching myself. So uh, reset my sobriety date. I'd put that on my qualification on my, you know, my sobriety qualifications to breach the sobriety to use the internet for lawful purpose and um, continued to do it without telling anybody afterwards. So I just want to bring out to the light. Some of the lies I told myself, I started doing this during a period when I was seriously stressed and I was put on medication for anxiety. And the first lie I told myself was I could handle it. The second lie I told myself was in the past when I'd had uh, brushes with lust, I'd have a horrible hangover from it, and I didn't when I was on medication. So I told myself I feel okay, so I must be okay, so I'm sober. So I just want to bring that one out to the light and let it go. And then the other lie I told myself was maybe I don't have to share every last detail about this. And I think that's really where I got in trouble is by just deciding that I could go light on sharing. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks. I'm Mike, a sexaholic from Davenport, Iowa. And uh, I used to have myself deceived into thinking that I was extremely honest because uh, any time I was caught and confronted 
I would admit to it. You're right. I never, I never denied it. I, it's just amazing how you just forget that, you know, I've been hiding this for so long, that part didn't matter because when I got caught, then, then I was honest. So uh, I guess uh, the key is I need to be honest with myself and with everybody else every day, not just when somebody forces me to. So that's all I got. I'm Rick. I'm a sexaholic. I had occasion last night to review the 12 promises, and uh, one of them that particularly stuck out was self-seeking will slip away. And I was reminded and amazed at how these promises are awarded to you. It's like a fruit that grows through, uh, if you're diligent about this, painstaking about this uh, phase of your development. And indeed for me, when I'm not honest and uh, don't have complete integrity, it's about saving face. Uh, minimizing any damage so it's self on the throne and I do find that if I'm diligent about working the steps and following this simple program doing what I'm supposed to do the fruit of that is I'm much more honest and I can't work my way and purpose my way into being more honest I'll always fail if self is still on the throne and I want to look good thank you, thank you. Thank you. Hi, I'm Chaim, and I am a sex addict. Okay. I'm in the program less than 60 days now. Um, I, think I was sober in my own mind for 49 days, which was the definition I realized on Thursday was not really the definition of sobriety. My therapist had it pointed out to me, and um, I think yesterday I realized, you know, to say... You know, now it's time. You know, it's, it's really more about that uh, overcoming um, the lust aspect and really trying to work on that as well, not just the acts of acting out. And I am right now. I'm struggling with you know fear of what's going to be. My wife wants to get divorced. I have five kids. Um, I fucked everything up, and I have a double life, and I'm have to get out of that. And uh, and um, you know, I, wa I want to pray, but I came to being Orthodox from working on all these things, very similar aspect. And, you know, it's, it's very hard when you, you're trying to pray, but then at the same time you feel that it's not going to you know, be answered. And something that's very hard, to be honest, if you really believe what you're praying or what's going to be. Anyways, thank you for listening. Thank you. We've got time for two more. My name's Omid. I'm a sexaholic. Yeah. I'm from New York, and um, uh, I, I just have a lot of anger here at the conference and uh, just resentment. And uh, maybe it's just my own, uh, just my own perceptions. It probably is. And um, and uh, I, I want to enjoy the conference. Where, you know, I, you know, it's a lot. Of, it's a non-woman going around, and uh, and um, <sighs> I'm sure the nice, nice ladies, nice people. But you know, I uh, and I did meet some really nice uh, ladies, very nice. But you know, just when I'm in the hallways, it's it's kind of. Uh, Hard and, and there's, there's a magazine in the room and uh, and uh, 
and um, I have a lot of I'm scared and uh, and anger is an issue for me and arrogance and I don't know um, I feel like uh, God has all odds against me sometimes thanks I'm Brian. I'm a grateful coming sexaholic from Ontario, Canada. Um, I recently had to reset my sobriety date because uh, technically I was able to lie to myself because I had main technically I'd uh, maintained my sobriety. I too had looked at uh, pornography on the internet, but hey, I hadn't done anything. I was still sober, and um, I was confronted by my wife, and I said, "No, I'm fine." And um, I lied to her. I lied to uh, my SA fellowship for months on end and yet I was keep I kept reading in the literature about being rigorously honest and um, it took uh, her sitting down with me and saying you know I know what you've been doing she found my history and um, you know in retrospect I'm so grateful that that happened because it gave me an opportunity to wipe the state clean that um, I have been given the gift of a second chance um, one day at a time so um, I don't have to lie anymore. I have a choice. I can be rigorously honest. Thanks. Uh, I want to thank you all for coming and, uh, and getting honest. That's really the basis of this program. And uh, I want to thank you all for letting me and, uh, and Lawrence chair this. And uh, we help me close the meeting with a serenity prayer. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.